The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchild. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchild. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. Good evening, race fans, and welcome to another edition of Quick Time, the podcast. We are back here at the Race Cave for another edition of the podcast. As always, joined by Brad Brown and Josh Harris. Uh, let's check in with the fellows about how their week was. Uh, who we want to go first? I'll go first. It was a great week, average week, uh, nothing special. Got some stuff done around the house. Uh, sad that racing season's almost at an end. I watched a little bit of the Gateway Dirt Nationals, and that's kind of a cool little race. Uh, those are big cars for such a small track, but they, they tend to put on a pretty decent show. So uh, um, just uh, just another good week to get through and watch a little bit of racing, and, and here we are tonight. I don't know what that means. But. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Josh. Uh, my weekend was busy getting stuff ready for my basement for the Christmas parties that we're hosting. Um, but I had a fun week, uh, Monday, my daughter had her holiday singing thing with her show choir. And it, it's one of those things where they invite the people to come up on stage and sing with them. I'm always telling her, no, I'm not going up there. Four of her friends decided to get me to go up there. The moment I walk up there, a friend of mine's son, who's in the group, oh my God, Josh Harris actually came up here. This isn't a racetrack, and I'm like... He doesn't go to racetracks. That's what I say. I, go, I usually don't go to racetracks or stand up here, so I'm good. And so it was it was a fun <laughs> night singing, getting to sing with my daughter, have that stuff, but I plan on not doing it next year. I told my son he gets to do it next year, go up on stage and sing. So, But all in all, it was a good week, good weekend, and can't wait for this coming week. All right, so they pulled you up on stage, sing a song. What song did you guys have to sing? <laughs> we sang Hallelujah, and they asked you if you were a tenor or a bass well, I could, back in the day, I could sing both in, when I was in show choir. Well, they stuck me right in between, so I was on page four at one time, and everybody else was on page six until I looked up, and so that was quite a, didn't look too good that I didn't know where I was supposed to be singing at. All right, let's hear it. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. sing that hallelujah song very no, well. No, let's It just let's sounds hear like it. we're shouting. No, it's it's horrible. <laughs> so, Brandon, what about you? How yeah, was how was your weekend, Brandon? <laughs> did you do hockey? Well, I did do hockey. That was about it. <laughs> Did you take photos? I mean, I, I would go into my weekend a little bit, but I don't want to be a negative Debbie Downer or anything like that. So, uh, well, just going over our pre uh, pre uh, podcast notes, somebody's pissed in his Cheerios. So, so. Let, let's just say, <laughs> yeah, let's leave it at that. What? Hey, if I told you about how my weekend really went, I would probably be committed right now. So, whoa, we'll just say. Uh, Did you go to Walmart again? No, I did not go to Walmart. <laughs> you finally broke in. <laughs> so, no, I had hockey uh, uh, over the weekend. I mean, that's pretty much what I do. It's hockey. When did they do the bear toss thing? Or did they? Uh, teddy bear it? toss is December 16th down at the Icebox as they play the Tri City Storm. That's cool. That, what is that event? It, it's to promote what? Uh, basically, it is. Um, the, the, when the Stars score the first goal, everybody is supposed to bring a stuffed animal. They call it Teddy Bear Toss because Teddy Bear right. is just generally a, a generic term for a stuffed animal. But uh, when the Stars score the first goal, you, everybody throws the the stuffed animals out on the ice, and those uh, bears are collected and distributed. It used to be for Toys for Tots and the Lincoln Action Program. Now it is for some charity of the Lancaster County and Saunders County. I don't know the name of the charity off the top of my head, but Still it cool. all goes off, off to underprivileged youth and, and kids in this time, uh, the holiday time. I always thought that was pretty neat to see that when you always took posted po- posted photos of it. I always thought that was a neat neat event they have. You should yeah. come out December 16th at the Icebox. I don't know. I know a guy who has tickets. Is that tickets. on Friday? I believe it is a Friday it's a night. Friday, yeah. Actually, I, I might. I know a guy who has tickets. You know a guy? Yeah, I do. Does he sit nosebleed? No, actually, they're front row tickets. Ugh. It's kind of cold there, right? It's not cold there. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're starting can, to sound like Brad Brown right now. I can watch Brown that right on now. Flow, can I? You actually, actually, you can watch <laughs> yes. the USHL and Lincoln starts on Flow Hockey on Flow Sports app. That's awesome. So, 
Really? Anyways. Anyways. Well, the hockey podcast was taped last night. It was so. taped last night. So everybody go check out Thunderstruck, your unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast <laughs> yeah. right here on the Anchor app and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Watch out, Brandon. I might put a sticker on the back of your car for that podcast. Yeah. You ever take that off yet? <laughs> no. I keep it's, forgetting. It's crooked as fuck, too. Well, you put it on. I just slapped it on there real quick because I thought it was coming off right away. So yeah, I didn't even know it was there. So, so anyways, coming up on today's show... Uh, we mentioned it last week. Flying Ryan Timms is going to join the program as long as he does not big time us. Nope. He's good. I texted him last night, texted him today. He said, well, I'm good to go. He hasn't brought out a restraining order on you yet for all the text messages? No. He he, he was all excited about it. I mean, he was he, out of the five different people I reached out to to come on the podcast, there was about two of them that got back to me, and he got back to me right away. It was kind of nice. I mean, a lot of the guys, they don't ever get back to you unless you talk to the right person. But his, I just went on the Instagram account and talked to him about it, and he was like all excited about doing it. Sounds good. I think you got to be the right podcast too. Yeah, one of the probably really popular ones. Probably hasn't heard this show. That's why he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll do this one." Yeah. So we're we're a side of Wing Nation, you know. Just come on. <laughs> Actually, you know, not to shit our own our own horn or anything, but I think we're probably a little bit better than Wing Nation. Whoa. I think what we produce is usually pretty good. It's. Uh, I think just just sitting around talking, where we don't have really monotone voices, we try to ask ask good questions, not these cookie cutter questions. And and I like that we don't have uh, the regular guests on all the time. Like um, I'm not going to say which podcast, but Danny Dietrich, Terry McCarl, um <laughs> they're all our favorites here on the on the uh, Quick Time Podcast. Yeah, Wing Nation has. A, Wayne Johnson. I mean, he was, I he's like, been I like Wayne Johnson. Well, I, I like him dude. too, but the, he's just on Wing Nation all the time, and he's been on ours twice. I just like to listen and hear from other drivers that uh, um, you just don't hear their story very much, and so I like to hear somebody that's not the select 10 drivers that are on all the podcasts. And our and our content to commercial ratio is a lot better than uh, Wing Nation. <laughs> but I would assume that Wing Nation gets paid a whole hell of a lot more than what we're getting paid right Absolutely. here, boys. We don't promote it as much during the podcast like they do. It seems like everything is sponsored by something. We and do it for fun. They, this segment is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Right, yeah. It's good <laughs> to hear me just open so. one. So. But they, they started this podcast trend for sprint car racing, Wing Nation, and and, and it's they, taken they off. Do, they do a great job. Yeah, I mean, what they do at like live events at Knoxville and stuff, it's it's pretty cool. So, Brad, did you have any feedback from last week's episode about us talking about uh, Eagle Raceway in the 305s? I haven't seen one thing. Oh, you're lucky. Have you? <laughs> Why? What have you saw? Uh, I got a text from a driver, unknown driver. I will tell you. You know who later. it is, but. He, he goes, I guess I'm just a 305 driver now. And I said, no. That driver you're talking about is Stu Snyder, and he is not just a 305 <laughs> driver. Stu Snyder is one of the most badass sprint car drivers in the state of Nebraska right now. I told him, I go, Stu, you would be the one person I would not think of as a 305 and driver. And I, I, I got the same message from Stu, and I go, you know, Stu, I was trying to talk shit to you, but it didn't really come out that well. <laughs> <laughs> no, other than that, I had a couple other people reach out to me just saying that they had the same opinion, that they wish Eagle Raceway would have – 360s or a 410 race and just just move on and be you know part of that scene again and it was kind of neat to see that other than that i really didn't have negative feedback from it i'm sure i probably could have if i really wanted to ask but other than that it was well, kind of interesting i was curious if you got any feedback from I, I have not but uh Stu might not be wrong he with next year he might just be a 305 driver that's, I mean, that's kind I of what the, the trend i shouldn't is say that. just i mean because um, I mean, you guys all know my opinions on 305s, but they they do good things and they have they put on good shows. It's just it's just not my cup of tea. So, uh, and unfortunately, with the 360s, pretty much dead in Nebraska. Um, if he if he's gonna race, he's gonna have to go out of state or drive 13 money saving miles east to Eagle Raceway and and race the 305. But you didn't didn't James Rowland say something about Brad? About you know, yeah. So I did I did get a little Snapchat after that. I figured <laughs> I figured Brad would have ruffled James Rowland's feathers a little bit, but uh, he just said that he uh, screen recorded the uh, the point where Brad goes, "If I don't have anything to do on a Saturday night, you just might find me out there at Eagle Raceway." <laughs> <laughs> Brad, he got him. <laughs> well, got him. And I'm not lying. If 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 my wife leaves town for whatever reason, a girls' weekend or whatever, and I'm at home by myself. 
I have no reason not to go Speaking out. Speaking of girls' weekend, it's not really a girls' weekend, but your daughter's over at PRI right now. Absolutely. What? Sent her sent her a message today, like, "Hey, go get me uh, some scoops." She goes, "I do not share my scoops with IB Racing any longer." Yeah, she Ooh. does not. Uh, she does. She is not there to find information for me. I can tell you that. Oh, but, uh, that'd be, I wish I could go to PRI. I keep keep thinking I was like, that'd be a fun place to go to, and it it's just so. I don't know if our business for what I do for a living, if it would be worth it to go. I mean, a lot of people say it is, but it would just be cool to be around that group of people, that racing community. You don't need to go for a business. You can just go for yourself. Hey, I could go for the podcast. It would, Maybe it would we get more guests. It'd be a cool event to go to, but most of the drivers and teams there are there to make deals. Um, so if, if a driver approaches you, they're going to want uh, a deal on their, their stickers or their wraps or whatever. How's so, that any different than in, it already is? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no kidding. So, uh, but I think it'd be a cool event to go. I mean, it'd be a who's who of, of race car. Pe- you know, we could car. go. We are, we are technically media. So if yeah. we can, if we can find someone to, uh, to fund the trip, cause I'm not paying to go up there, <laughs> we could all go up there, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Indianapolis. I love that town of Indianapolis. Uh, my daughter's staying like a block away from the convention center. It's it's all connected, so she doesn't have to go outside. But uh, um, sounds like she's having a pretty good time there. And and they got the the booth all set up for Speedway Motors. It looks they nice. Got the, yeah, they got the Opperman 4X car there, and so. Uh, sitting right, right beside Rico's 24 Rowdy Energy Drink car, but it'd be a cool event to go experience one time anyway. Put a period on that topic. Let's go to the next one. Uh, so here you go. We did talk about some topics that we 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 kind of dove in. Me, me, Brad, and Brandon kind of had an email going back and forth about the USACs announced their schedule this week. Rumor has it that in June, I was told in an email that the midgets were coming to Knoxville. You were told lies, sir. And these lies. two both shot me down right away. They're like, no. And then Brad went to his special sources and <laughs> found it all out, and so did Brandon. So. Yep. I got yeah. shut and down. Brad did not reply to the reply all of that email at 1130 <laughs> when he said that it was sprint cars only confirmed because I replied at two o'clock or something like that yeah. saying sprint cars only. So I didn't hit reply all. It was not no, reply it was all. It was just to Josh. <laughs> so, bad. but bad. the fact of the matter is, Josh, midgets are not returning to, to uh, Knoxville, Knoxville Raceway. Midgets do not belong on a half mile track. Fight me. <laughs> it would be kind of neat to see. Yeah, the, the racing mean, sucked. Does it really? It was yeah. boring. Racing they, on a half mile sucks. Yeah, it it just gets spread out, and there's just no passing. Right. And and uh, you know what would be cool there though is is the silver crown cars. Silver crown cars, hundred lap feature at Knoxville That'd be would awesome. be bad. Yeah. So what is ass. the difference between the silver crown cars and a non wing sprint car? Explain um, that to me. I never um, knew. What okay, the so was. Here, let, let let me put it this way. Uh, you you can understand a little bit. Okay, so midgets. You know, midget, mm-hmm. small yep. car. Yep. Sprint cars, average, you know, average, average person size. Okay. A, uh, a silver crown, big booty bitches. That's what they are. How much longer of a body is, or of a chassis? Is it 105 it? uh, inches? I don't know for sure. It's longer than the gas tank and the, the fuel cell is huge. 75 yeah. gallon fuel cell on yeah, the back end. Higher huge. horsepower then, I'm assuming? Uh, actually, uh, actually smaller because the most uh, of the uh, silver crown cars are 360s. Oh, Okay. So it's, but they are just, they sound so cool. They're, they're huge and they're, they're fat girls, man. Yeah, fat yeah. girls going around that racetrack is, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, I've seen video of them on Oh, like it's Terre sexy. Haute. It's sweet. I've never, uh, yeah, I'd love to watch them at Terre Haute. I've never seen them in live, but uh, it would be, that's one of my things I do want to go see. I have seen them live and it was on pavement and it sucked ass. Yeah, that wouldn't be very exciting. Because that's the purpose of them. They race both, right? They can race pavement or they can They race used dirt. to race pavement. Oh, they still race pavement. I think they still race yeah, pavement too. But, but a dirt silver crown car. So, yeah, look, it looks like it's like June 2nd or 3rd, I think, is what it is. Uh, and that's the Corn Belt Nationals out there at Knoxville Raceway featuring the USAC National Sprint Car Series. Not midgets. Not midgets. Not midgets. <laughs> Uh, expect to see the midgets back at February uh, this summer for the uh, Midwest Midget Week. Um, two-day show? I, I believe it's going to be another two-day show. They'll probably hit, uh, what is it, Beloit, Beloit for the Chad McDaniel Memorial Race again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that schedule should come out. You know, it'll probably come out tomorrow afternoon, first day of PRI, uh, I think it the, is. The 10th, is that tomorrow? That oh. is in three days. The, I think uh, the USAC schedule, everything's going to be announced on the 10th. Oh, so it? a couple yeah. days. Yeah. 
So I'm so you don't want to lead off the PRI with the big news of the of the of the thing. So we're probably not going to see the high limit schedule out there until I'm wondering. I would think that's where they should. They they put out a teaser. I expect something shortly with the the high limits, and then something special is going to be announced. I I did reach out to uh, to my uh, source with the uh, the high limit sprint car series, and uh, I cannot confirm nor deny that they will be at Eagle Raceway. Really? What kind of source do you have if like you can't confirm nor deny? Does he wear glasses and talk walk around the infield of Eagle Raceway? Who who do we have on the podcast a few weeks ago that has something to do with the High Limit Sprint Car Series? That's yeah. sweet. Yep. You just called him up one night and said, "Hey, send a message," and he replied back. That's why I cannot confirm nor deny because I did not get a reply. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Whatever. That's lame. <laughs> or I thought you may be talking to Dan Taylor. He might have told you. I mean, they know quite a bit. But no, uh, I fully expect to see the High Limit Sprint Car Series at Eagle Raceway on one of those June dates. So that'd be awesome. I would definitely go. I would. I would be in attendance at that race. Brad, Brad, Brad forgot his glasses, uh, nope, so he's I'm, trying to read his phone right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, before we move on from the schedule stuff, uh, a little bit of uh, Eldora news with the uh, Kings Royal Ra- Kings Royal Weekend being a two-day outlaw show. But they said something big's coming up mm-hmm. those two days before. Uh, rumor has it, million-dollar sprint car race. Or a million-dollar purse. That's what I keep hearing. They've done the million-dollar purse with the sprint cars before, with the uh, the Mopar million with the non-wing okay. cars. Uh, they've done the million-dollar to win. Late model race, it's only time. That is the million-dollar win. People are saying car that race. Tony wants to one-up kind of the Nationals and the new Houston's big race. I mean, And Tony, you know, Tony definitely wants to one-up the World Outlaws. Yeah. So it could be a non-sanctioned event, and let's see what happens with the World of Outlaws. That would be great. It'd be a high limit event. That's what it's gonna be. But do you think the Outlaws would let the, or the Outlaw group, or whatever the Outlaw group allow the drivers to go race in that with it being a big money event like that? It's an Outlaw. They they have Outlaw sanctioned races at Eldora Raceway, and it's more than likely, uh, they're they're more likely to get permission to race that than they are to go race Eagle Raceway on a on a Wednesday night. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that would be awesome to see. I mean, you're going to get everybody come showing to Eldora to race that race. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I, I don't, I haven't seen any, any thing about that rumor, but uh, I just saw somebody tweet, wouldn't it be nice to see a million dollar sprint car race at Eldora? But I, I don't know if there's any, any legs on that rumor or not. Only uh, time we'll find out. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, at the PRI show this week. <laughs> so then with, with money going up, um, thoughts on the purse raising at Houston's? Does it truly bring more cars to the racetrack, or is it? I just think it just a- helps out the helps out the local guys a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. I don't I, think it's going to bring any. I mean, it might bring in maybe a guy or two that runs Knoxville weekly to go out there. It might be a guy who runs Grand Forks weekly to come down and come down and run Houston's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's not. It, it's 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 going to be great for the the people that are running there regularly but it's not going to you're not going to pull gonna, you're not going to pull, pull a Sheldon Hodge shield on on a sunday night oh, just no. cuz they're in the area so no no they're not they they're not going to unload for $5000 you might pull more Knoxville guys i would think you might you, you know, know like i said you might pull one one or two guys from one Knoxville or, one or two that aren't already but it's more like, more it's just taking care of your local racers that's what is that's the way i look at it Oh, yeah, and and it's really top heavy. There's it's still only uh, only 500 to, to start. So um, Knoxville 625 to start. So it's uh, it, it's it's up to the the top few positions. So um, uh, some teams look to, uh, look at the purse to see what it's going to pay to win. Others pay a look to see how far down it pays to make it worth a trip. Because uh, let's face it, you're not going to win every race, and so you need to see what the top five pays. See if it's worth uh, worth opening your back door to unload the race car. If uh, if if fifth pays only seven hundred dollars, it's it's hard to do something like that. So well, and I definitely think it would help. I mean, to me, watching it on Sunday night, it would be awesome to see more drivers come up. You know that you don't normally see on a Saturday night or whatever. Because Sunday night is that night before you go back to work and it's it, it's just sit down and watch it's a fun time yeah there's not too many crazy people like dob meyer well dob right. meyer <laughs> races it at, at Houston's and then drives all the way up to back up to fargo is it really fargo grand forks grand forks grand forks to uh to go to work the next morning so uh not everybody's that crazy but uh i'm glad he does it because he's yeah. he's fun to watch he's a good one 
All right, so with that being said, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing-only magazine in the world, featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport, and great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers, or get your subscription today. At DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. This time I'm talking laptop screen replacement. We've all made the mistake of dropping our laptop. Maybe one of our animals stepped on it. Maybe we set something heavy on top of it and we just didn't realize it was too heavy. And you go to turn that laptop screen on, there's a giant crack across it. That doesn't mean your laptop is completely worthless. In just a couple of days of turnaround, I can easily get your laptop screen replaced. And usually it's for a pretty reasonable price. Don't think your laptop is completely wasted just because you have a broken screen on it. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641, or shoot me an email, tailoredcomputersandrepair at gmail.com. I'd be glad to give you an estimate on how much it's going to cost to replace your laptop screen. At Charter West Bank Mortgage Center, we know that it's more important now than ever to find a smart mortgage that fits your needs. We're locally owned, and Charter West Bank Mortgage Center is a leader in Nebraska mortgage lending for first-time home buyers and all types of loans. Our local mortgage team at Charter West is here to help. Give us a call. Charter West Bank Mortgage Center. Nebraska-born, Nebraska-owned, Nebraska values. Charter West Bank, the power of the Eagle. Equal housing lender. Welcome back to Quick Time, the podcast. Uh, while we wait to get Ryan Timps on the phone, guys, why don't we bring up, uh, what do you want to say, the engine battle that we could see here in the next co- couple of years here on the, in the 410 Sprint Car Division. Toyota debuted their, their, uh, their 410 Sprint Car motor this past year, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time until uh, Toyota starts to dominate things. Uh, we saw it in the, in the midgets uh, with with everybody now, if you want to win in a, in a midget, yeah. you have to have a Toyota. Yeah. yeah. Um, how long is it going to take for them to start dominating the uh, the uh, 410 division? I, if history proves anything, uh, they've dominated NASCAR. They've dominated midgets. It's only a matter of time before they take over the sprint cars. Um, <clears throat> last year, I don't know that they had any any uh, dominating performances. Uh, Reitzel struggled with engine problems throughout the year. Um, but uh, there's, I mean, you can only imagine that they're going to be right there when when they hit the track this year. So is Toyota, are they only doing a 410 engine, or are they doing 410, 360, 305? Or is as far it just, as I know, it's a 410 motor. Yeah, I, okay. I think it's just 410. So they just want to be in the most, the high class of Well, who uh, doesn't want to be in the high class of sprint cars? Well, yeah. You know, Brad doesn't yeah. get out of bed for and, a 305. <laughs> And then you, you know, you know, Ford may have found something at the end of the year with Johnny Schatz. Uh, Schatz yeah, he won the Knoxville Nationals. Schatz you can't, looks, you can't complain there. And then he, uh, he, he took care of business at Charlotte too. Uh, he, he looked really good at the end of the season. So they may have found something there in that Ford. So, and I don't know who all runs the Ford. I don't even remember. There's a, there's a select few, and I don't even know if they're running the the same Fords that TSR is is running, but. Uh, Shots has definitely found something, and then the, towards the end of the year with the, his Ford uh, 410 program. What should he gonna do? Well, I mean, um, you can't you can't be so dominant for so long and not innovate things as you guys yeah. got have you as you have these up and comers coming up and trying to trying to change the game a little bit. Well, I heard a rumor, but I don't know if I'm supposed to share that part of it or not. He has a lot of top <laughs> secret stuff over there. I don't know that. I, I I told my source that I promise I won't say anything, but I can't remember which which rumor I told him. I won't, I'm not going to repeat. So, uh, so uh, I'm just going to start a rumor. <laughs> All right, start a rumor. There's going to be uh, some uh, new uh, fangled Chevy parts out there, I'm guessing. <laughs> I would think there would have to be because they're gonna they're not gonna just stand idle and and see what happens and and uh, I I don't know it's it's uh, well wait and see well, but here here's the biggest thing uh, um, 
we had Troy Renfro on this program uh, a month or so ago, and he said that parts are really, really hard to get. I think he said like 46 weeks waiting period for a, for an aluminum 410 block. And uh, um, from what I am understanding, it's going to get really, really even worse than it was last year. I mean, uh, how can you how can you have a team right now if you're waiting that long uh, for parts? And we're at the end of the year. If, are you going to send off your motors to go get rebuilt? Because you know what? You might not get them back. Well, I know a World of Outlaw team that sells all their motors at the end of the year, and they buy brand new ones for the next year. And they were told this year to keep your motors because I can't get you any new ones. So they're going to have the, the motors that they have. They're going to get them refreshed and ready to go for next year. And you wait and see. This could, for those teams that only have one motor, this could end there. See if they're opening night blow their motor they could be done for the year and uh so uh, if you have a stockpile of 410s in your in your garage keep them because they're going to be worth some money this next year yeah it's crazy how just used parts i mean it's even more scarce than trying to find new parts i mean the new parts you try to go get i mean i talked to an engine builder this last week and he said that supposedly he's a chevy guy and he said they're supposed to be filling all of his back orders like within the first quarter of the year and so he has been getting ready for that, but he's like, you never know. They could say to a month down the road, say, well, we're still backordered. Nothing I can do about it. And you just sit there and wait. I mean, that's hard it's for a waiting game. It's hard for oh. a, a racing community like this, that you need these parts to be on the racetrack. I mean, what do you do? Well, even at this last year, Clint Garner was going to come down and run a race at I 80 speedway. Uh, and it was at the early, one of the early races, like in April and uh, um, Al Parker's motor guy said, I don't know that I would do that if I were you, because if you blow that motor, I can't get you another one ready for Knoxville. So he chose to stay home and save his motor for, for Knoxville. And so that, and, and Troy said it's going to get worse. And um, they're at the PRA show this week, and we'll probably learn more about the whole situation. But it's it's parts, it's tires, it's 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 everything right now. And I mean, think about it: aluminum. Our aluminum supply mostly comes from Russia, and everybody knows what's going on in Russia. Russia. So, so if you can get aluminum, it's it's extremely high priced, and so getting an aluminum block is 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 virtually impossible. Now, now the big question is, you know, we get all these aluminum parts from Russia and whatnot. Well, we're not having any any uh, problems getting any uh, Russian vodka in here in the States. So, I mean, what's the priority here, boys? <laughs> well, that's easy to tell that. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, we've, we've still, we have colors that we do vinyl with that we can't even get. We haven't got for six to eight months. And yeah. it's, what's hard is you have company colors. Like, this is the only color you can use what do you do? Like I had round the bend steakhouse last week and he had to switch to a different color. I mean, to the naked eye, you probably can't tell the difference, but as a customer who sees that color, every as day, a company, that's, that's what yeah, your branding is. That's so anyways, their, their right. Color. Right. But I, I, you know, we mentioned how Chevy's got to kind of go back to the drawing board and none of us here are engine builders, but I don't know what you can do. I mean, your, your rules are so tight in, in, in yeah. motors and whatnot. I don't know what they're, what, what, is available for innovation out well, there in the motors and how high is too high for price i mean depending on who you talk to a brand new 410 motor outlaw ca capable 410 motor is anywhere from seventy thousand or above and i was hearing uh, like ninety thousand for for wow. for a heavy hitter 410 motor midget motors are seventy thousand dollars toyotas are seventy thousand for four cylinder um it just amazes me and how many I don't know how too many people can afford a $90,000 motor for a $10,000 to win show or in Houston, it's a $5,000 to win show. And it just, uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, there's a little ton of people out there doing it. And I'm glad they are because it gives us a reason to have a podcast and a reason to watch sprint cars. So is Toyota having the same issue with, with parts or is it just would, Chinese man? They make would, their own stuff down there. <laughs> I would assume bitch. everybody's. So it's, it's across issue. the board. I would it's not so. like one engine builder. I don't know. Or engines I'm not different. a motor but, guy, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You should have seen me trying to talk to the engine guy. He was trying to tell me all this stuff, and I come to the back, and my brother's like, "Did you understand what he said?" Nope. I just know it went fast, and you know that was about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to assume this is an assumption. Beans Toyota is producing these motors themselves. That. They have, it's a little bit easier for them to get aluminum than, than, than a, shaver or a Don shaver Otter or Parker motors. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah. And so, 
You can only assume or Donovan. Yeah. I think it's Donovan a lot knows. easier to get, get the parts you need from the factory when you are the factory. Yeah. So, that's true. Um, and so maybe that's another leg up on Toyota 410 sprint car motor. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, this next season plays out, and and this tire shortage is another situation. But people think that well, we need to allow McCrary to to start producing tires. They all have the, all the tire companies have the same issue. They can't get the the material they need to produce tires, and so uh, opening up just means that we're going to hear about the tire shortage from all the companies instead of just Hoosier. So well, they always say that Hoosier, you know, they're in this market. You know, they're they're set in stone in the market. They're, everyone always says, well, why doesn't Junior or Goodyear jump into this well why should they i mean they that's not what they want to be in you know so why why force a company to be in something that you know just because you want to have a competitive you know with an open market yeah an open market when really hoosier has spent the most time to get their product at the right at what it's at at its best well, well it depends on who you're asking there, buddy. But, but you're going to bring Goodyear in, who's been out of it for however many years. Yeah, same with Sundell about some Goodyears. Brian, yeah. um, Brian Brown once said, "If you're going to have, if you want to have a bad year, run a good year." So really, yeah, at Knoxville, I blue. still remember seeing Goodyear at the track at the nationals. You'd have the Hoosier yeah. booth, and you'd Sammy have Sammy Sundell's booth. winning the damn nationals, winning a good year, and guess what? That motherfucker blew. Well, so do they really need Goodyear to come back then? If that's the case. Well, I, don't, I blame somebody. There's so probably, many. Probably <laughs> ran the wrong tire brushing that down. Tires blow up. I mean, I have a hard time believing Hoosier is purposely producing crappy tires. That's not what they're there for. They're there to to now. What's going on with all? You know, of the, you know, you know the, all the all the talk with Goodyear or not Goodyear, but Hoosier's crappy tires. How many times have you heard about the the Hoosiers winning the races? They won a lot more races than they lost races. Yeah, but you'll hear about everybody has... bitch about oh this one blew up this one blister oh, blah 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 blah. There's a lot more tires out there that didn't do that. There's some drivers That's that never true. had an issue with that delamination issue, and so you got to wonder what's what's going on with it. Well, like, didn't Logan, you... Logan Shukar said he never had an issue no. with the delamination. They're, so. just, they're just putting the wrong tire prep yeah. on these things. <laughs> he says a lot about the pressure, the amount of pressure you're putting in the tire at certain tracks that's going to affect it the most. Well, are you spinning them too hard, or are you? Um, I don't know. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing <laughs> wrong there, bud? But uh, I mean, if if Goodyear came in and they would produce good tires, I mean, they produce NASCAR tires for 200 mile an hour, so they'll they'll produce good tires. But that's beside the point. The point is that, that Hoosier has a shortage of tires, and just like everybody else, so. Uh, but it's going to be interesting for these teams. They're going to have to be thinking months ahead so they can make sure they keep. Uh, keep their trailer full of parts for for the season trailer full of parts for the season that's the name of the game when it comes to the sprint car racing not on the tour that's for sure kind of changing gears i see that uh logan wagner posted that the the zemco car is right now in limbo on whether they're going to be back so this is next it year the owners retiring yeah or? the okay. owners owners are retiring there's um peewee zemitis or mm-hmm. something uh, they right now just don't know what they're going to do. So, um, what an iconic car! I mean, that's that right car, up there with the Al Hamilton '77. Yeah, yeah, uh, that one, the the Weikert '29, the uh, uh, the Apple Chevrolet. Is it Apple Chevrolet? Apple yeah. Twelve or yeah. whatever. The Twelve car. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Twelve car. It's just an iconic car that you hate to see disappear. I mean, they've had some good drivers in that car too. Absolutely, that's for sure. And and if Logan would leave Port Royal, he could probably be more successful. But he he just can't. Just kidding. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of uh, banter on Twitter about how he never leaves the porch. But he he isn't went, that he, isn't that all posse guys? He went. I don't know why you'd want to leave the porch. Yeah. if you you're making the money that they're making. But uh, or being being able the porch to is paying good, boys. Far. That's what it's doing. The porch is paying good. You travel like an hour or two. There's a lot of there's a lot of dollars buried underneath that deck on that back porch. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they can sleep in their own bed, and they can don't have to spend six dollar diesel to drive a thousand miles. So, yeah, but uh, and, and doesn't it, Logan live in Port? I, I've or who is that that lives right there? Oh, I'm thinking Dylan Sisney. Sisney is the mayor of Port. Yeah, that's who yeah. I'm thinking of. Is he really the actual mayor? Yeah, he is the actual mayor, mayor yeah. just like how Terry, Terry Holloman. Was yeah. a mayor, mayor of Hamburg, Hamburg, yeah. Iowa. So it's just another iconic car that you hate to see go, but you completely understand they've, they've been doing it for many, many, many years, years. So it, it, I don't blame them if they decide to to call it a career. I thought I heard it was thirty five plus years. Is that 
Sound about right. I, I would mean, say it'd be like 55. That's a long right? time. I mean, and to be to be good. I mean, you, yeah. it's not like you ever heard of them not being a good car at, when they show up to a racetrack. I mean, for that long a time to be that that good or I wouldn't say dominant, but yeah. But, you know, you have the right guys they've in the had, car. Yeah, they've they've always won ton of races out there, so you know, Josh, we mentioned Hamburg, Iowa. Do you know what it's famous for? Hamburgers? Uh, Did I get it? We better not say. This is a this is a a, a friendly, family friendly show. But uh, Ted Holloman, if you ever talk to him, he can probably tell you all about Shotgun Genies. <laughs> okay, I have heard about that place because I've had to do lettering for that place. <laughs> have you really had to do? Have you had, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that place, but I did a car that was sponsored by them, so I had to get in contact with them to get their artwork. And I didn't know what it's still. I thought it was a bar. I don't know if it is, but. uh, I thought it was a bar. Is it not a bar? It's It's a a bar. It's a strip joint. But there's some naked ladies in that bar. It might have been some naked ladies you don't want to see. It might have been flooded in the floods. That remember because that wasn't that one of the towns that was. Yeah, Hamburg got Hamburg got up. So it might not even be there. But so so I do have a question. With Kaylee Bryson starting a YouTube channel, what race car driver, past or present, would you like to see watch the behind the scenes of? Well, I, I Brad's would. over here saying, ah, oh, Sammy Swindell, but yep. it would sound, I, I honestly, it, it would be a shitty uh, YouTube channel because uh, he has I w- no personality. I wouldn't watch any of them. I, I just don't watch that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, David Gravel is putting on a, uh, he d- produces a lot of stuff, and I probably watch two minutes of his stuff, and, and I like David Gravel, mm-hmm. but uh, it just that's just stuff that I don't, I don't. I'll watch stuff with. like that, but it, it all depends on how it's done. I mean, if that's it's true. if it's a crappy GoPro video and not a lot of work put into it, you're not going to hold my interest. You know, the one guy that I thought of would be Carl Kinzer. Could you imagine spending a day or a week with him going to the races and how many just time, how many him. times a week or a week is he going to be eating some strawberry ice cream right yeah i mean and then you can see him at uh god i can't even think of the place across the street from the nationals um iv mr c's mr c's is not mr c's is now mrs c's mr d's mrs d or something mrs. like d, that something yeah. like that but going you know watching him and his just his personality would be fun to watch i mean yeah, the racing would be fun, but he seems like a pretty high sprung, you know, fun guy. Swindell Speed Labs produced quite a quite a bit of good content out there too. So, I mean, there it's out there. It's I think it's just stump, something they're starting to. I can't believe you guys didn't mention TMS TV. I don't think it's all that good. I like TMS TV. Uh, here's a question: You guys have watched these these YouTube channels, right? What is your thoughts on watching the GoPro of the car? Is it I, really I, worth it? I I'm not a fan of. You don't. I mean, you don't. I'm really a fan know where of, of clips of it, but to show the whole fucking race, yeah, hell no, no. I don't give a okay. shit about that. Because I'm like, I'm I the minority in that, but I'm just like, I but can't. if you got a dude. GoPro video of some dude getting blown up with some fireworks, like the, like Tmez did at, at uh, Beloit, that was badass. That's pretty cool. Do do people really produce like a whole race on, and they really see now? I'll mm-hmm. watch 20 seconds of it, mm-hmm. and I'll watch them how they move their hands around a whole lap at Port Royal or whatever, but I'm not going to sit there and waste my time watching 12 minutes. What, of- what really pisses me off when it comes to these videos is like, hey, check out my wreck from this weekend. Then you got to watch three minutes of them going around the racetrack. Just show the damn wreck. Right, yeah. to find it. Yeah, yeah just show, yeah. show what you're trying to show and don't make me watch three, four minutes yeah. of, of bullshit. I, I will admit that one year at the shootout with Trey Gropp when his race got over and the GoPro kept going and the people got mad at him, he kept saying, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, but I mean, you're showing you're showing the the incident. You're not showing six minutes of him going around the racetrack. Yeah, I don't know how much of YouTube content is is uh, I don't know desirable for people to watch. I don't know that that's something that a lot of people are going to be wasting their time on with. I do admit the Sheldon Hoddenchild one is pretty good to watch. That I is mean, professionally produced though, so that's why it's that's right. good to watch. But that's what's tough with these. People like Kaylee Bryson or, you know, people trying to start one. It's it's a lot of work. I mean, Brandon used to run our one for work. And it's, you spend, what, three to four hours just editing a video. And you're telling me that a race car driver is going to have time to do that on top of focusing well, on the race. Eight-hour well, yeah, road trip. Yeah. eight-hour road trip with some dudes <laughs> driving around for you. So, yeah, what, what else yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. That's true. I mean, 
but I, I mean, mean, it's a lot. David of work. Gravel does a really good job with producing his stuff, and I don't know if, who produces it for Tanner him. Holmes does a really good job, and I reached out to Tanner about getting him on, and he wants to come on the podcast. He just he was uh, unavailable last week when uh, we reached out, and see if um, you'll come on now means we're we're not we're gonna get stood up by flying Ryan Tim. He's so fast, we missed him. I know. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I haven't got a text back. Two confirmations that he's going to do it, and here we are waiting, and he's not going to do it. Is this the fun part about doing a podcast? (laughs) You know, this is the part that makes the podcast shitty and unprofessional and (laughs) makes it worse than what I I try to put out. You know, I edit out a lot of bullshit. Really? Oh, yeah. Try to make it somewhat listenable, then, or like when I when I bring up something that catches you guys off guard, and that doesn't get put in the podcast. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like when it went silent, and you guys were like, no, he's not right. Crap, he's right. You were. <laughs> what were you right about? Who won last year's Chili Bowl? Yeah, Tanner yeah. Thorson. That's not who, who you said. You? <laughs> you both said Kyle Larson. We both knew that. I mean, yeah. Shit that who here. doesn't know Tanner Thorson won last year's Chili Bowl? That's old Whatever. news. You can't go back to the podcast because it wasn't in there. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It wasn't recorded like Brad Brown saying, hey, if I'm not doing anything on a Saturday night next year, you might find me at Eagle Raceway. Or you get, Freddie, eat your spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you guys think uh, Sprint Car Midget Magazine is going to be cease to exist? I don't I mean, I don't even, I don't read it anymore anyway, but. Magazines are hard really, sells yeah, nowadays. Sure. I mean, I like. I, I know we're 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 sponsored by Dirt Empire. We get we get the magazine, but I like the digital version. When when Dirt Empire did the digital version, I can just pull it up on my phone, look at it whenever I wanted. I mean, I get for nostalgia reason having a hard copy or something like that, but I'd just rather get online and look at something. It's just another sad part of history with racing. I mean, Sprint Car Midge has been around for many, many, many years. I think it was 20, maybe even longer. I don't know. Long time. And now it's just going to cease to exist. Just like the speed sport. We all used to get the speed sport. Ran to the mailbox. We all did not use to get speed sport. We're not as old as you, What's Brad? speed sport? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I really haven't. <laughs> Are you serious? You don't it know was, what the fuck speed, speed it was sport a, is? I've heard of Sprint and Midget Magazine. I had that. It you don't a, know what speed sport is? No. It was a newspaper cool. that was produced once a week, okay. and everybody went to it to find results. You, there was no internet, so you went to the newspaper and got it okay. and read about all the results from every form of racing. And where we're racing next week. And, and there were ads across the whole thing about um, races. $5,000 to win this Sunday yeah. at Jackson Motorplex. So, so drivers would literally open it up and, hey, there's a race at uh, – Attica, Ohio, and we're going to be right down the road. Let's go to we're that. We're going one. that so race. That's where we're racing. That's how they plan their their road trips. Is they would get the nineteen seventy two Dodge so, pickup truck and the open trailer. They have that right yeah. there on the so dashboard. So just come in the, the mail, or would yeah. you have to go to like a Barnes and Noble? Oh, and go get uh, well, it? Yeah, there was no Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Sorry, a news a news stand with <laughs> a right, guy Josh, standing in front of it. <laughs> imagine Speed Sport. Okay, is Sports Illustrated it came out every week, so every Monday or Tuesday, right there in your mailbox. But you said it was like a newspaper. It's it was not a newspaper, like a, a magazine. No, yeah, but it imagine it, like Sports Illustrated okay. how how it came so out it come, every week. It come like your newspaper comes. It came in the mail, right? Like but if it, you, it looked it, like a newspaper. Like it, yeah, it looked exactly like a newspaper. Okay, that makes sense. And, and how many pages were in this? Maybe four, five, six. Probably about sixty. Because I'm assuming what they were thick. They were really they thick. were newspapers. And this came out every week. Every, every week. week. Dang, that's, and it had that's a it had every form of racing, not just sprint cars. It had NASCAR, late models, dragsters, motorcycles, everything. And hmm. they they had they would release it. You could buy it at every racetrack. They had they'd sell them there. You know, maybe and maybe so, Brad, we should uh, reach out to Ralph Shaheen, and he can give Josh a little history lesson on speed sport. Yeah, whatever. Now it's now <laughs> it's online, so uh, um, that's just the way it is. I mean. To be honest, that that's one of the reasons I I quit doing my ibracing.com. Uh, it was because everybody's was, online now. It no, was, Brad was the Brad was the originator of online uh, tabloids when it came to, to I was a part of dirtdrivers.com. People read stuff on there. It I would always post rumors. Well, um, it got to the point where like a driver got fired. He would email me and say, "Hey, I just got fired." And Brad's so on I would, there right now. I would put it on my website, and then people would come there, but. With Twitter and Facebook, what happened was the firing took place. It was automatically on Twitter and Facebook, 
And so by the time I got to my computer and had time to put a get off of work and post it, it was old news. And so it, it just lost its, it just lost its appeal and it just really wasn't doing worth doing anymore. And that's what's going on with print media. It's, it's better and easier to find it online. Well, so. a lot of drivers are doing it themselves. They're yeah. just saying, this is what's happening. And then, then you're reacting to it more than anything. Yeah. And even dirt empire magazine talks about, they're more about the photos and the, and the, 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 that side. Apparently of it. not any good photos because they don't use any of my fucking things. Well, you got you got to take photos. Yeah, and publish. that and I actually. And you retired, remember? And so. I actually had to send him stuff. I had a whole list from Justin. He <laughs> sent out a, the, the the email the other day, and I'm like, okay, I got stuff. This, 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 and this, and this, and I'll do it when I get home. Yep. Four days later, I still haven't done it. So, <laughs> and and when it comes to that, if you're not one of the the first guys to get stuff sent in. Don't bother because we're not getting stuff I will admit, though, getting a magazine in the mail is actually a lot of fun. I mean, you know, you get home and magazines in the mail. That's what I liked about Sprint and Midget magazines because it, besides Sports Illustrated and stuff like that, it talked to you about things you want to know about in racing, and you don't get that. You know, I thought Josh was talking about Playboys there for a second. (laughs) No. (laughs) But, I mean, I do enjoy that. I mean, when we get the magazine now, it's fun. I mean, I I have about two different people I read in that magazine, and – it's kind of neat to see all the photos. Quickly that they take. skim through the photos yeah. and see what kind of cool photos they have. Yeah, that I do agree. I mean, it's kind of neat to find out back, you know, information about drivers and stuff like that that I didn't know. I mean, they do talk a lot about like late models and modifieds. But hey, you're you're sitting here watching well, a modified late model race right now. It's behind me though. So I think that that magazine has combined three different magazines into one. That's why they used to be just um, open wheels, sprint cars, and then. Whatever the it late used, models. Uh, so, all right, so it used to be uh, flat out, uh, then uh, dirt modified magazine, and I think it was just dirt late model magazine. I don't so, know. but really? they combined all combined all three of them because why spend three spend the money to print out three full magazines when really you can just combine it and do one. Yeah. So that's true. And you can pick what you want to read. Hey, look so. at that! It's Beatrice's own Jordan Grabowski. There's one podcast. I didn't even know who he was. I was like, I'd actually know who that name is. <laughs> That's okay, though. <laughs> well, should we give Ryan well, a call and see if he's in a... I, I don't know. I think, you know, he's pretty much that ship has sailed there, bud. Let's take another break, and we'll try one more time with Ryan Timms. Hello, and welcome to The Amazing Pizza Machine, Omaha's award-winning play and buffet experience with over 60,000 square feet of indoor food and fun. First, feast your eyes on this. Our amazing buffet is packed full of delicious choices and is super convenient for families, groups, and folks of all ages. Yes, pizza is our middle name, but our unlimited buffet has so much more. And for the 21 and older club, we serve beer and wine available by the glass. Our amazing arcade is one of the largest in the Midwest and is something for all ages with over 170 of the latest and greatest video and arcade games, as well as rides and attractions. Voted Omaha's best family entertainment center and best place for birthday parties, the amazing pizza machine is the perfect destination for any celebration, and we hope to see you soon. Join Stars photographer BA and Office official Gene Cotter for Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We'll talk with your favorite Lincoln Stars players, coaches, and alumni. Oh, it was a great night, yeah. Beat, beat them in their own rink just before the buzzer. It was something special for sure. I don't, I don't want to call it a surprise because I knew that there was uh, a great rich history for hockey here in Lincoln, but uh, I was I was really happy to see the fans come back in droves and, and be such a great supporter for us. I might have to throw my roommate on the bus. Uh-oh. I think Sato doesn't have the best tape jobs. He actually just spray painted all his sticks white uh, on the bottom of them, I think uh, he's copying some some NHL or he's looking up to. But I don't know. I think it's dusty. I think a lot of guys think it's sick though. <laughs> to let him in penalty minutes back before they handed out those little ten minute wussy misconducts on everything. But two sixty five <laughs> thunderstruck the podcast all season long right here on the Anchor app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Thunderstruck. 
This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I, I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. <laughs> I want that added. <laughs> What are you shaking your head now for? I'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year. Well, so far, finger guns has meant Sam shut up. So. Yeah, that's that's not helping. I'm trying to process. Okay. Check out the Dump and Chase podcast every Wednesday on Western Reserve Radio, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Listen, that like was frightening. <laughs> You are listening to Quick Time, the podcast, boys. Uh, we tried. Uh, we kind of failed there. So if you're tuning in for the Ryan Timms interview and you made it through this long, uh, well, joke's on you because it ain't happening, boys. <laughs> yeah, I guess I won't be standing in line to get a Ryan Timms t-shirt anytime soon. Let's be honest. Were you going to buy a Ryan Timms t-shirt to begin with? I quit buying t-shirts. What? We just bought shirts like a month ago. It was $11. <laughs> he bought an $11 clearance rack shirt. There's I'm a not, difference. I'm not buying $30 t-shirts. So you didn't go on the USAC sale when they had like all their That You know, that's that's I a, that's a cool it. idea to, to, to kind of have like a garage sale like USAC did. And they had a lot of vintage Knoxville stuff. was doing like it too. Stuff. So Yeah, so I, I would, don't know why. I, I don't know if they were offering shipping on stuff. I didn't look, but... uh. Doubt it. I was not in the, uh, the Indianapolis area to go to the USAC offices because I would have picked up a flag because they were like $2. That'd have been a pretty good deal. I mean, some of those you could put down here in your basement and not cover up some of this Christmas shit. (laughs) Hey, now, I worked my butt off to get this Christmas stuff on. (laughs) I wouldn't even done it. You wouldn't have done. Wouldn't have done it. Anyways, uh, as far as podcasts coming up, you know, we're we're wrapping the season up. PRI show is this weekend. Uh, Any news that's going to be broken on PRI, we're going to be five days late. Anyways, it'll be online. Um, so, boys, what do you say we take a few weeks' breaks, come back when uh, the Chili Bowl lineups are kind of announced, we can go through, run down the uh, the, the daily uh, races and make our picks and uh, talk Chili Bowl uh, when that comes around. That sounds like a plan. Did you we, see that they're starting to build the uh, – the, They the are. Track? That gets you excited when you yeah. see that. You're like, all right, here we go. But it'd be kind of fun to come back during uh, the shootout week. I mean, maybe get somebody on from that. Yeah, but the Chili Bowl lineups will be out before that, so we'll, we'll be back before then. Well, yeah, but so. So, like, yeah. right, right around when Lonnie Wheatley uh, releases the uh, Chili Bowl p- pool picks. And, Which we are uh, doing one. I'm paying for it. We are all picking. We are picking a day. All right, so, so each we'll, of us get a day, and then we come to so the— So we will be back with the uh, the Chili Bowl, chili bowl pool preview. preview and picks show. And until then, everybody, uh, good night and uh, happy race season. Happy holidays. See you guys. Let the people roll on, I'm about to get the song.